Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Serving Aces. I'm Alexander Stevenson, and I'm here with my co-host, Oog Levadier, a.k.a. Oogie. Welcome, Oogie. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you so much, Alex, for having me. How are you? Well, I'm doing well because I've had two straight days off from rain. I can see in your background, you are in Las Vegas. Very exciting. And unfortunately, it's raining for you, too. So you came all the way to the West Coast from the snow in Canada, and you got rain. Not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. I mean, we're expecting, like, you know, nice weather, a little sun. Start working on our tan, you know, but none of that. Just rain for a couple of days. Um, yeah, so it's, but still, it's been great. I mean, Vegas is a great city. It's super hype on the NFL. I mean, the, the Super Bowl's coming up on Sunday, so a few days away. Uh, everybody's really wearing their jerseys, you know, even if it's not those two teams in the final, people are feeling it. They're here for I all the festivities. Oogie, you told me like, Every ninth person you see is wearing a 49ers jersey. Unbelievable. You would feel right at home here. Your favorite team, everybody's <laughs> cheering for them because we're like a couple hours away driving from, from yeah, California. Yeah, like a four to six hour drive. Easy peasy. Out of 10, nine people wear San Francisco jerseys. So yeah, a lot of people for Niners, but yeah, we'll see. Okay, well, the Chiefs have come in, the 49ers have come in, and it's Monday, so the fans are now trickling in. Oogie, you came because you have a tennis academy you're looking at for Amelia, and you just happened to be there during the biggest week of the year. And it, That's I right. think it's so funny. You sent I mean, me these amazing pictures. Tell me about the pictures you, you just drove by yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it, it was yesterday. It was uh, yesterday, some pictures, and then today, more pictures. And, and even today, Matt Ryan and the CBS crew are setting up in front of the Bellagio beautiful you know the waterfall and the, all the fountains were going up and there's already starting you know to to you know get the table on for the for the big match and they were uh, you know doing a lot of stuff and just drove by with all the lights and everything and uh yeah man he was commentating and that and just you feel the hype it just you know everything is set up there's like they closed the bellagio there in front and a little bit like they did with the formula one when i was here last fall yeah. and uh I so, mean, yeah, you picked the best time to go to Vegas. You had Formula Formula One, and now you have the Super Bowl. What's going to be next? I don't know, but this week actually, I was I was helping the NFL alumni having mm-hmm. the tennis day. So tennis day was supposed to be today, which is Monday. So it got rained out, and we postponed it to Wednesday. So okay, we're, great. Yeah, we're I we're love having that. Uh, yeah, we're having uh, um, clinics for adults, following by after school program for school for for kids for so high school kids will be there uh we have plenty of uh you know wilson and technifiber stuff and giveaway and uh, yeah nfl alumni and people there's three guys that are going to be there as well so that's gonna be crazy and see we always talk about football and tennis and obviously this is kind of the last week we're going to be talking about football but i think that's so cool that you're doing an nfl alumni event at the club now tell mm-hmm. me what club it's at in las vegas it's going to be a Dragon Ridge uh, Tennis and Athletic Club. It's in Henderson, a little bit away. We have a view of the city of Las Vegas. You wouldn't believe it. It's unbelievable. It's a little bit in the mountains. Um, I went I went there today to you know meet uh, the club pro and everybody there, and everybody's excited to have you know the event there, and it's going to be super nice to have it. And you'll uh, have wait. good weather on Wednesday, so that's fabulous. All right, hopefully. So- 
you're going to be doing a clinic with NFL alumni. So, you know, you got to pick. Who are you picking, Kansas City or my 49ers? I have to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. I okay. need to overcome so much. We're on opposite ends again. <laughs> Which is great because That's we'll okay. be able to. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, you know I love Patrick Mahomes, so my heart is still kind of with Patrick Mahomes, but I'd really like the 49ers to come through. And I checked uh, the stats right now. The Chiefs are slight underdogs. So mm. right now it's like 2.4, I don't know, the minus, they're minus 2.5. Now it's going to change each day, but I thought that was really interesting on a Monday that the Chiefs are underdogs right now. Yeah. I think it's that way because of the overall, you know, uh, their numbers for the year. You yeah, know, 49ers exactly. had a better year. They won a little bit more games. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they hosted more games in the playoffs, so they had a little better record overall. But you never know. They, you you never know, Mahomes know. has got four out of the last five Super Bowls. He's been there. I mean, yep. the Chiefs have participated in that. And so, they've dude. embraced the underdog status, and they like saying, like, oh, we're going to lose. Yeah, right. We're not going to lose. So they've had – up and down season all year and they're going into this like saying we'll embrace being the underdogs you're totally right so yeah it's gonna be a close game i think it's gonna be you know, super you know purdy and holly's posse in the offensive side is i mean they've got many weapons there it's gonna be very interesting how the def the defensive players will be able to manage the game because you know both offenses are so ex so explosive and it's gonna come down to who's who's better you know able to stop that so yeah, it'll yeah, be fun. And look, as in tennis, defense wins grand slams, but you have to have offense too. So it's going to be interesting to watch this game. We will all be watching. Okay, now I got to give you a little story, which ties into Roger Goodell gave a speech today in Vegas, and you were there and you listened. And oh, yeah. in, in 1990, back when I was um, turning 11, my mom did a story on Pete Rozelle, and he was the NFL commissioner from 1960 to 1989. And I went to lunch at his house, and he lived in Del Mar area with his wife. And he told me his favorite players to watch was the quarterback, and then he wanted me to compare quarterback motions with a serve motion because he mm -hmm. wanted to, he was such a great guy and very interested in all sports. And he wanted to invest in me being a young tennis player and try to get me interested in football. And so he connected with me on the serve and the throw. Now, we've watched Mahomes throw. We watched Purdy throw. Another great quarterback, Drew Brees, played tennis in high school. And he had a pinpoint throw, Oogie. Mm -hmm. He could really get accurate. precision, right? He wasn't big, yep. but he was very mm -hmm. accurate. So going back to... A little bit of Pete Rozelle and comparing the serve to the quarterback throwing. I know it's slight differences, but I just find that so interesting. I was remembering the story and it was just really cool because you listened to Roger Goodell today talking about uh, yeah, the he Super said he Bowl had like... and what's coming next. Oh, yeah. And give me a little info on that. Well, he talked about many points. Uh, you know, he had a little summary of the the season, and then he was looking forward for next season. And he was, you know, really candid about it, saying that there's going to be at least nine, you know, minority coaches in there. So, um, yeah, it's big, and the NFL is changing. Thank God, I mean, that's good. It's really good because there's so many people that needs to be involved that sometimes they don't get the chance to. So, um, I'm, I'm, I was happy to hear that. 
Yeah, I like that. I think it's important. And nine minority coaches in the next year, that's that's a big deal. So hopefully maybe in tennis we can get more minority coaches. And we can keep comparing the serve because hopefully we'll get on a quarterback. Uh, get, we'll try and get a quarterback on our show to talk mm -hmm. about the serve comparisons because I think that's such a thing that's so interesting about those two sports. All right, so we got to talk a little bit about tennis. And then we're going to go into some Grammy stuff, okay? Because oh, yeah. the Grammys were last night. You, we cannot ignore it. But we oh. are, we got to talk some tennis. I know we talked about you doing your clinic, but I got some newsy notes, Oogie. Okay, Ooh, let's so hear it. Australian Open is over. So that means the rest of America and the world kind of doesn't pay attention to tennis. But interesting newsy notes. Okay. So. There are three tournaments coming up, all in the Middle East. Abu mm. Dhabi is going on right now. And I find that interesting that now there's three. There used to be two. We know there's a little controversy about the WTA making their tour in Saudi Arabia for the for the tour finals. Martina yeah. Navratilova and Chrissy Everett wrote a story in the Washington mm. Post, Post about it. They're not mm. fans. They think it's not progressive. That's going to be interesting as we get closer towards the fall to see what happens. However, Abu Dhabi, new tournament up. It's going on right now. Naomi Osaka is a wild card in it. And one of her quotes was they asked her if she was okay with being compared to be a contender with Sviantec and Rabakina and Sabalenka. And mm -hmm. she said something very interesting. She said, look, I'm not at that. Place. I'm like an interesting contrast in my career right now. Yes, I want to win Grand Slams. I don't want to just say I'm going to get to the quarters, and that's why I'm leaving my daughter shy just to get to the quarterfinals. But mm -hmm. right now, she's okay with being patient. And I find that so interesting because in tennis, it's really hard to be patient. And the contrast of Naomi Osaka coming on her, out on her comeback this year and Caroline Wozniacki last year. Yeah. Two totally different personalities. We know this. Naomi Osaka's dealt with a lot of mental health issues. Maybe Caroline has. It doesn't seem like she has, but Caroline came out and was like, I'm going to win every tournament. I'm going to win the U.S. Open. Uh, Serena's not around. I'm going to win this, 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 right? This is what she yep. was. She was very definitive in her statements and yeah, she knew like saying, up. Yeah, she was going to be back at the top. Okay, well, Osaka has taken a different approach, and she's saying, I'm going to be patient because this is a long progression. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on that, Oogie? What do you think about the two and how they came out totally differently with their approach to the media? Well, um, I like Naomi's approach much more, of course, because you don't want expectations when you come back. You just want to say, okay, guys, I'm really glad. I'm happy. I'm back. I'm not gonna go for the win, you know winning trophies right away. Let me just start building up my comeback. And if it happens, it happens. Um, I think Wozniacki saw that she could play with the girls that were you know playing in front of her because she was commentating well, she and she was singing. Commentating, and when you're commentating, you see everything, and you kind of see it a little differently. And she mm -hmm. came in really confident. Yeah, but then at the same time, she doesn't have Naomi's game. And I think that's mm -hmm. that's one thing because, you know, Wozniacki is more of a counterpuncher, rallier. But then once you get older, 
you can do that less and less because you're less in shape, less quick. Uh, those you know fractions of seconds are costly. Um, Naomi's game is so big that she doesn't want any pressure on it. She's gonna hit big. You know she, she had a good match against Garcia uh, in the in the Aussie Open. So I, she's gonna win before she thinks. I'm, I'm sure she. I'm sure of it. She'll win an event before we know it. But she doesn't want any of that pressure yet, and that's really smart. I think yeah, she got I think good it advice. Is. And, and I'm sure her team has talked to her about it. And I think that's good that she's coming out saying that in the media, that she's going to be patient and she's in an interesting time. She is. She's coming yeah. back. She just had a baby. Now, Carolyn Wozniacki had two kids and came back a little bit. It's She was a little bit further apart with her mm-hmm. kids. But it is funny because Naomi Osaka's game is so aggressive. And Osaka, I mean... Wozniacki is so defensive with her game, but then the contrast of the personalities, Wozniacki is aggressive and very states her thoughts. And and Osaka is shy. It's so funny because usually an aggressive player is more out there. You're right. Totally different personalities, right? And then you go on the court and one plays aggressive and the other plays defensive. That's an awesome observation right there because if you'd have to guess, you'd say Osaka would say, okay, I'm coming back. Here it comes. Get out of my way. And Wozniacki would be more like, okay, I'm going to be a counterpuncher. Yeah, let's see we'll how see what goes. happens. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it is funny. You can never tell by somebody's personality their game style. I guess that's mm-hmm. what it's teaching us, right, Oogie? Exactly. All right. Another newsy note. Carlos Alcarez has a BMW commercial in Spanish. Wow. That's let's very hear it. cool. Yeah. Well, they... The BMW SUV is sitting on a tennis court and he's doing laps around and then he starts talking in Spanish. It's it's a cool ad. Wow, I didn't see that. I, yeah, I you got to check it, it out. Yeah. Okay, another out. big news, coaching change. Another coaching shift on the WTA tour. Really? Jess Pagula, after her second round loss in Australia, mm-hmm. two weeks later called up David Witt and said, we are no longer I mean, no words, I'm shocked. right? I'm shocked. shocked. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked too. I didn't see this coming. And apparently, the year is starting. The year is starting. And after yep. one tournament? Wow. Yeah. And they've been together since 2019. David Witt says, quote, he was surprised. To say the least. <laughs> For sure, he was surprised because you're planning the like year ahead. You know, you're planning the year ahead when you're off season in December. These guys are training every day. So they're like, okay, we're going to play this tournament like we did. You know, we did the scheduling of the whole year. We're going to play this, that, that event. And we're going to peak at that moment. What happened there? We just take that sheet of paper and just toss it up there. I guess so. I don't know what happened. He's just saying he was surprised. Obviously, Jess wanted to go in a different direction. They've been together since 2019. And David Witt just says, I love coaching on the tour. I love helping athletes get to their peaks. Yeah. I mean, he didn't Your say it in those kind of words, but I like the men and women's both sides. So it's kind of like his quote was like saying, like, somebody hire me next. I still want to be out on the tour. Well, what about about that? I mean, is, is there does he have any offers? And second, who's going to coach Jessica Pagula? Who knows? I guess we it'll don't know. be... Hmm to be determined obviously by indian wells i'm sure we'll find out if not maybe by san diego tournament well by next week we should maybe know. next week i don't know maybe she's gonna k- carry a hitter with her it's very interesting but it's kind of like deja vu it's the same thing happened with venus and david witt hmm. uh, venus williams 
just was like, we're done. And he was like, oh, I'm surprised. So poor David Witt has been shocked twice now. But he's also coached only two women in the last 15 years. So he's been very fortunate. That's true. Yeah. Only coach one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, exactly. It's so interesting there, right? Where's David Witt going to go? And who's Jessica Pagula going to pick? Mm, I mean, who's available? And I mean, we'll have to think about that next week. We'll yeah, we, we'll gotta something. we'll get gotta get on that. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Grammys, and then we'll go back to tennis stuff. But the Grammys, Oogie, I have to say, usually I go in and out of the Grammys. This was the first time, and it was raining, so I was mm-hmm. here. But I actually sat and watched the whole three and a half hour show. It was pretty good, right? I mean, it I saw most really part of it, good. and I was like. I could. I wanted to watch something else because you know a lot of stuff were going on right now. Right now, just on TV, but I couldn't. I was yeah, like, no, going back it was and- so good. the performance was performances were great. Tracy Chapman's performance of Fast Car with country singer Luke Combs. She came out, and it was so cool to see her reaction when the crowd saw her singing it, and then she was like, "Oh, this is so cool." That song came out 36 years ago, and everybody still knows it. For sure. It's one yeah, of my favorite songs. I mean, Luke Combs is my favorite, you know, country artist and he's so great. And, uh, and whenever that song came out by him, I was like, wow. Yeah. And it's version. so cool that he, she gave him the song to sing. Obviously, I don't know what deal was made, but mm-hmm. he's now made the song even bigger with country and the rest of music fans that yeah. didn't know Tracy Chapman. And so now her song, how cool is this? Went Got to number life. one on it's iTunes. Huge. There you yep. go. Back on number, back in the number one spot. Uh, that performance was iconic. Miley Cyrus. Yep. Okay. First of all, her walk on the red carpet. I've got some fashion notes, Oogie. Miley Cyrus came out and custom John Galliano for Mason Margiela, and it was literally like gold-plated armor, but see-through. Whoa. And she looked well. amazing. You got to go look it up. I posted on my Instagram. Oh, I th- I didn't these see- are my my three favorite outfits. Miley Cyrus, Olivia Rodrigo, and Vintage mm-hmm. Versace. Yeah. And Linda Evangelista wore that in the 90s. It was like 1995. Really cool outfit. Totally 90s look. And then Maluma and Dolce and Cabana, just because he's Maluma. And he just looks so fly. Those were amazing. I also like Janelle Monet and Armani. She had like black and silver liquid dress on. And then inside, Oogie. Mm-hmm. So there was a red carpet. Yep. Okay. And then there was in the theater, there were multiple changes. Miley Cyrus changed three times, had custom Gucci on when she accepted her award. Taylor Swift stayed in her white Scaparelli dress the whole night and it was custom mm-hmm. made. So why wouldn't you? Yep. Yeah, it's Taylor Swift, right? And then Beyonce, she did not walk the red carpet, was not nominated, but she looked very cool in Louis Vuitton. Yeah, and she was with her daughter too, huh? Yeah, and she wore a big hat. Now, did she wear the hat because it was the look, or did she wear the hat because she knew Jay-Z was going to give a three-minute speech, and she kind of wanted to cover her expressions? Have you? Did you hear about the Jay-Z speech? No, I didn't okay. see that. All right, well, interesting because... The Grammys are always in February. February mm-hmm. is Black History Month in the in America. That's right. Important month to know, even though it's the shortest month. But Black History has a month, so that's good. 
Okay, yeah. so Jay-Z accepts his award, and it's the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. Mm. Jay-Z's impacted the world pretty big, right? Yeah, I mean, with you different artists as well. Yeah. yeah, different artists, just businesses. Yeah. yeah, everything he's done. And the speech he gave, he brought up Blue Ivy, who looks so cute in a white dress. I think it was... Uh, I can't remember who it was. I, I got to go back. My fashion brain. I had so much, so much in my list that I didn't write her. Everything. Oh, I think it was Vivian Westwood. I think. You. Okay. Wow. That's off the top of my head because it looks like Vivian Westwood. She looked fashion. angelic. Alexander Stevenson, fashion brain. <laughs> okay. So he goes up and he gives this speech. And it's a great speech because he basically calls the Grammys out. And he's like, we all, y'all, we all want you all to get it right, but you're not getting it right. And then he's like, this young lady has 32 Grammy Awards and she's never won album of the year. And I don't want to call her out to embarrass her. Well, that young lady was his wife, Beyonce. <laughs> and yeah. then he's like, I know it's subjective and I know music is opinion based and you've come kind of a long way but you need to get it right. And then he was going <laughs> off about how people feel when they get robbed and how people feel when they don't get nominated in the category or people that get nominated that don't belong there. And it was just so funny because Blue Ivy was so uncomfortable listening. For sure. <laughs> but she kept her face so pretty. And then Beyonce at one time in her big hat, you could tell she was like, oh, no, he's going there. And then he's like, yeah, when I'm nervous, I speak the truth. And so he kind of pulled a Kanye West doogie. Yeah. But he did it very classy. There you go. Right. Because you can always say whatever you think, of course, in any situation, but it has to come out right. Yeah. And it came out. I thought it came out perfect. It was well done. I have to say that was very impressive that he was an accepted. He was accepting this global impact award and he from the Grammys. And then he literally called them out for not doing the right thing all the time. Classic. That's it awesome. was so good. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. So I watched the entire show, Billy Joel singing his new song. That was cool. Oh, I got to tell you one more thing. Trevor, Trevor Noah. Okay? Oh yeah. Did the perfect joke for Taylor Swift. All right, so Taylor Swift walks in. They do a mm -hmm. little, they're doing a bit showing her walking in. They did a little bit with Meryl Streep walking in because Meryl Streep's daughter is married to Mark Ronson, who's a big producer and music guy. And mm -hmm. so Meryl Streep came to the Grammys, which was cool. Okay, so then Taylor Swift's at the Grammys and Trevor Noah's like, I gotta say, I gotta stick up for Tw Taylor Swift here. What's the deal? Why are all these NFL fans complaining that the camera's on her for 20 seconds? She's not controlling the cameras. And he goes, I'm going to do one thing better. Every time we say Taylor Swift, I'm going to tune into a football player. And we're going to put the camera on a football player. So the camera goes to the one football player in the room, and it was Terry Crews, who he's played football, but he's also been on um, – I think he's oh, yeah. on – a lot of show he's been on mm -hmm. a lot of shows and America's Got Talent and oh. yeah, nine one one maybe or the the funny one with Andy Samberg. Anyway, Terry Cruz is like shocked that <laughs> now I think it was he was acting a bit, 
And Trevor Noah turns and he goes, fix your face, Terry, get ready to be on camera. And Taylor Swift was laughing so much because some finally somebody didn't make her the butt of the joke. Yeah. She, they like made a cool joke about what's going on. So I thought, shout out to Trevor Noah for that. That was a cool job. And he did a fabulous job hosting. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I mean, how do you rate out of 10 maybe his, his performance of... Oh, I give him a 10. That was really? impressive. Yeah. Way I mean, better than the, the poor guy at the Golden Globes. He needs to watch Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah delivered. Yeah, he, 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 he's got, got those good angles when he talks to people mm -hmm. and he researches a lot. So he's got those great infos. And yeah, yeah. I mean, he when he was really sitting well. down with and Bob Marley's Rookie. son and everything, yes, that was super that was funny. So cool. I can't and understand your accent, man. <laughs> he had three outfit changes as well. It was apparently like the Grammys is the place to change your outfits throughout the whole show, I guess, because wow. it's three and a half hours long. Yeah, but then those, right? those, The, the it's it's quick between you know interludes between the yeah. tv so he's got to change real quick well yeah and sizza uh won an award and she had just performed and they were like when she won they were like calling her name and nobody knew where she was and she, she ran out brother. with her phone in her clothes and was like i was just changing so i same. saw that and she <laughs> was she was out of breath a little bit she started yeah. running from behind the scenes yeah that was cool. cool so i think I think tennis players, maybe, you know, when we go to the bathroom, bathroom breaks, like usually you bring a change of clothes. It's like the same outfit. Mm -hmm. Maybe the designers need to start making two outfits since we got Grammy three outfit changes. Maybe we need like a dress for the first change and then yeah. change into a dress for the second. But You're right, because uh, in team sports, you have two outfits, right? You have like the home colors and the away colors. So maybe yeah. the companies for tennis should think about that maybe. Yeah, like, in tennis, usually it's just you get one outfit. For, so Australian Open yeah. season, you get your look or you get mm -hmm. you get two looks. Maybe you get two looks. Mm -hmm. But maybe there should be like one dress and then a different color dress. I know the top players, when I was a top player, I got a dress for day and a dress for night. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get two different outfits for day. So th things to think about, Oogie. It's true. Yeah, you're right. You're making the big companies think about it. That <laughs> sounds great. Well, you never know. It'd be fun. But tennis-wise, look, right now it's kind of the transition period before Indian Wells. Mm -hmm. So we had um, Lintz go on the indoor season like the indoor season oogie it's like one tournament and Lintz used to be in the fall you remember because yep. i got to yeah. the finals of Lintz. it was the end of the yeah year, the it was the end of the year and it's so fall. weird that now it's the beginning of the year so mm. everybody flies from australia to go play Lintz. well yeah. ostapenko won that one um okay. but good match to watch was alexandrova versus donna vekic it was five seven seven six seven six Ooh, and Cam Shriver, whose court I um, coach on, was watching, and she was slowly getting upset and just really nervous because Donna Vekic, she coaches her, and it, it was a nail-biter and big yeah. hitting all around. So that was a good match to watch. And that's anybody... a quick court, remember? Yeah. That's a quick, quick court. court. <laughs> um, sort Danielle, of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Really so quick. Ostapenko beat uh, Alexandrova. I mean, after that semifinal match, she didn't really have anything left in the tank. She won two and three. Uh, mm. So good good for Ostapenko. She's coming out yeah. with two wins in the beginning of the year. She exactly. won Adelaide and Lintz. Yeah, and how did she do in the finals of the uh, Aussie Open in doubles, right? They were 
They were oh, right yeah. there in the finals. Yeah, cool. so she's doing pretty well. Uh, Bublik really nice. won Montpellier. He defeated Ooh. Chorich in three sets. Yeah. Beat Felix in semis. I saw that. Yep. And Danielle Schneider won a uh, win in Thailand. Mm-hmm. The college athlete from North Carolina who's via Russia. So she won a tournament. So good job for those players. And now everybody's kind of gearing up to go into Indian Wells. Abu Dhabi's yep. going on that swing for uh, the women right now. It's mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi, Doha, and Dubai coming up. Cordoba is ATP 250, Dallas yep. ATP 250, Marseille, another 250. And then WTA has one tournament only after Lentz in Europe. In Romania, WTA 250. So not much to play. A lot of players maybe just training, getting ready yeah. to come out west for San Diego Indian Wells. For sure. Top players are training, uh, getting rid of their coaches, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Getting rid of their coaches, <laughs> trying to find another one. And meanwhile, Yannick Sinner is uh, taking pictures with the trophy in the Coliseum. Not bad in Rome, huh? Wow. Look at that He's moment. Doing a whole step and re- repeat, except the background is the Coliseum. Pretty cool, huh? Not bad. <laughs> yeah, he got he got the whole big trophy. Really? So they sent it with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they could do that. Like, Interesting. Hey, we trust you, Yannick. That's great. Just bring I it guess. back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they arranged that now. But it's, it's pretty copy? cool background. Have to well, you get a you get a replica, but a it's smaller. smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah we saw that in Ser- in Rafa Nadal's you know palace and where he trains and yeah, it's smaller, in right? He's got those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We see that. All That's right, beautiful. so Oogie, are you gonna go see any shows while you're here in Vegas? Well, you say that, and there's actually Bruno Mars performing tonight. Oh, We're staying at the MGM cool. Grand here. It's sold down, unfortunately, but. Um, yeah, well, we'll you be can walk by, right? We'll walk by for sure. Just you know, <laughs> we'll hear the songs. It's, I mean, this guy's I like him so much. He's he's a great oh, performer. Yeah. So he starts so we'll singing, you want to dance. Seriously, right away. Though I don't dance like you because you dance great. But oh, thank um, you. Yeah, well, well, that's okay. You've got skills, Oogie. All right. So another guy who has a residence in Vegas who is performing at the Super Bowl, Usher. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So I, he's here I already. Think- yeah, he's here, and but his residence has been sold out too. So it's hard to get tickets. You got to plan ahead if you're going to Vegas to get in exactly. the the big concerts. There's Have so you many driven here. past the big concert hall that has the LED lights with like the happy face? Uh, yes. And which hotel is that? No, no, it's a concert venue that's just been built, and it's only for concerts and. Has the LED lights. You two performed last night. Oh, at the you Grammys mean the sphere? There. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, sphere. The sphere. It's right over there. I mean, we drove by it, and uh, there was actually a big tennis ball one time. Huge tennis oh, ball with so the light. that's so cool. It's it's amazing. And the U two, yeah, U two's performing there a lot. Uh, they they were the first ones to do it. And and last night, you know, U two in the um, the Grammys, they were there. You know, they had a little performance. Yeah, you, that's you what I watched. The sphere it was and everything. so it was cool. Just, Unbelievable because you have the I gotta stage. make a trip to Vegas. Maybe next time you go, I'll go come over. We will definitely look into it and uh, we gotta look into it, Oogie. For sure. Yeah, it's gonna be an amazing time. All right. Well, this is exciting. You gotta go enjoy the rest of Vegas. And the quote of the podcast is gonna be You ready? Oh yeah. Is it from the NFL? It's gonna be. Of course. Oh, here it is. Come on, Oogie. Okay. Super so- Bowl. 
The NFL is a reflection of society. It has the power to shape culture and drive social change. So true. I so mean, true, right? So we yeah. had Grammys. We had Taylor Swift. We had them talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift at the Grammys and the and football. And mm -hmm. then we have it's just the Super Bowl going on right now in the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas. So that quote is just so well said. And it was said by Roger Goodell, uh, not Roger Goodell, sorry, Pete Rosell. Oh, there it is. The commissioner, yeah, the, the commissioner from 1960 to 1989. And he said that so interesting because in the 60s through 89, we didn't have social media. We didn't have all this in your face. There was still pop culture. Amazing. And he had the foresight to really understand that. And it's so true because everything is so NFL centered. You're and right. it really does shape culture and it, change it's it. Amazing. You're right because. Um, since you know Black Lives Matter, all the movement mm -hmm. and everything, you see in the back of the the helmets for the guys and racism or every message yep. they want to taking the wanna... knee that yeah. we had the, all the different opinions on that. Oh yeah, uh, just so many throughout the years, and now this year it's a little more fun. We have Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. For at least for us, it's fun. For sometimes in Middle America, they're not so happy about it, but everybody's embracing it in a different way right oogie oh it's it's huge it's great I mean, she looks like she's such a sweetheart as a person and she you know she gives back to a lot of you know causes and her fans she has so much respect for the fans um i thought her speech last night when she won the award was kind of i don't know what to think about that so oh much. wow it's kind of weird right we didn't really get into it i i kind of think she was shocked that she won album of the year because mm -hmm. of the whole category and then i feel like she, Look, Celine Dion, that's your woman, Oogie. She's Quebecois, right? Yeah. Growing up in area. Quebec. Yeah. She's from 100%. Montreal. Iconic. I, I mean, you had Mariah Carey giving Miley Cyrus her first Grammy. And Miley mm -hmm. Cyrus gave that great story about the butterflies and acknowledged Mar Mariah Carey. But Miley mm -hmm. Cyrus has grown up in the music industry and Dolly Parton and it For is sure. her Billy Ray Cyrus, right? I mean, yeah. Well, Taylor Swift, everybody's talking about her. She's she's global impact, billionaire. You know, she knows she's Taylor Swift, right? Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know what's going on because I want to be on her side. The internet is split. People yeah. aren't happy that she snubbed Miss Celine Dion. Well, now I wasn't I wasn't talking about that speech her? though at that time. I was talking more about the first time she won that she said my album is coming out. Oh and then, yeah, we'll see. And then I think it was, was it. just like she kind of fl fell flat for the night. The best part about yeah. her was uh, Trevor Noah's speech. I mean his joke about her, right? Her acceptance speech was kind of like, look, the first one was marketing. Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm dropping an album. Here it is. Okay. But yeah. I could kind of see she's excited. She wants to do it, but it obviously was planned. She doesn't do anything that isn't planned. Of course. But then Celine Dion Oogie. Now, did she not want to hug her on stage because Celine has been ill or did she just totally forget about it and not acknowledge Celine Dion? And then after acknowledge her backstage and post a picture. Hmm. I don't know, but in either way, I think, once you're on stage and Celine is giving you something, you have to react right away. Then, then the more but natural you have way. To, the first Come way, on. right? 
Exactly. It was right so away, you, just, you hug. Thank you. You've been an influence to me. You don't have to go there, but you could go there because for sure she heard her songs before and she was a big influence to any yeah. woman who sings. But the most then, beautiful but voice if you ever. watch the beginning when Celine Dion came up, she stood and gave her a standing ovation and clapped for her. So she acknowledged her. But then when she went on the stage, it was like her brain left her body. And hey, we haven't been in that position. I've been on stages, but not at the Grammys. And maybe it really did, even though she knows what she's doing. Look, I'm trying to be subjective and sympathetic. I know there's, look, my mom is like, no way. You acknowledge Celine Dion. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Look what Miley Cyrus did. She has a very strong opinion about this in our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm more on the give her a break. Maybe she just didn't know what to say after she had planted her album thing and was shocked mm-hmm. she won. Yeah, but I'm 100% with Sam on those two items. <laughs> Oogie, you side me, with Samantha. For sure, because, I mean, how can you plug your album? You have, like, millions of fans on Instagram or whatever, you know. You, you just put that information Hundreds there. of millions, Oogie. You don't have to save that, like, right at that moment. You just acknowledge whoever was really there for you at first, maybe, your parents, whatever. Go Chiefs, anything actual, anything that you want to but not your album. That's that's crazy. And I then know. For I know. Dion, I, Even I though, think she hey, needs, I'm yeah. a Swift fan, but I, 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 this was hard for me, Oogie. I, I know, I'm glad you're on Samantha's side because now I'm two against one. I might have to go over to your side. But it's just <laughs> when she didn't acknowledge Celine Dion, come on. Celine Dion is very important in the music world. Yeah. Definitely. And she's so kind. Celine is such mm-hmm. a kind person that even when, you know, she's not driving, but somebody's driving the car, but she rolls down the window, listen to everybody say, yeah, she's, she's a, such a sweetheart. Well, I mean, she's a so Quebecois. that's an example. A Quebec- well, yeah, but it's not Quebecer. because you're from Quebec that you're actually always a nice I person. Know, there's, I know, there's people but... from all over the place that are nice and not nice, but um, I don't know. Is it, maybe the moments are too big for her now. She just needs to settle down. And just get down to basics as well. She which should is like, listen to her song, You Need to Calm Down. Exactly. <laughs> you need to calm down. That's exactly it. So she needs to All listen right. to her song. Yeah. Well, we got. We need to calm down, Taylor Swift, with Celine Dion. Even though you posted a picture backstage, not sure if you saved yourself. Exactly. And she needs to take notes from Lady Gaga a little bit because downstairs here, there's a Born This Way Foundation like set up just beside the uh, Bruno Mars uh Dolby studio there for the concerts. It's super nice with all the dress. And you can see that Lady Gaga is like super nice person. And she did that. And she helps, she's helping cool. a lot of people with the foundation. So take notes. Cool, all right. Well, you have fun with your NFL crossover tennis clinic on Wednesday. You'll be able to talk about it when we reconvene for our next podcast next week. Oogie, this has been a lot of fun. I'm Alexander Stevenson, and this has been Serving Aces. See you next time. Bye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.